Hello and welcome to Talent Talks. My name is David Allison. These webinars and podcasts provide an insight into the changing world of work. The conversations with those responsible for recruiting into companies large and small, as well as apprentices and graduates, to hear what it's really like. We're covering a wide range of occupations, industry and all regions of the country to explore some of the many changes that are happening around us today, as well as the even bigger changes which are on the horizon. Not only the challenges brought about by the pandemic, but also the transformation to working patterns and the changing need for skills brought about by the huge growth in automation. My guest today is Jazz Pansar from Seven Trent. Now, Seven Trent was formed in 1974 and took its name from two of the country's largest rivers. But within the Seven Trent family, there are three main business areas. Seven Trent Water itself, providing water and waste services to about four and a half million homes and businesses from Bristol to Sheffield. A business unit called HD, which provides similar services in Powys, Wrexham and Flintshire. And finally, there's Seven Trent Business Services, offering a range of water and waste services, which also includes the generation of renewable energy. So it's an incredibly diverse business requiring diverse skills. So Jazz, welcome to Talent Talks. Look out to finding, looking forward to finding out all about it. Um, you are with uh, Seven Trent as an apprentice, is that correct? Yes, thank you for welcoming me first of all, David. And yet that is correct. And your current job title is a great one, Scrum Master. Yeah, indeed. I've only started that um, a few weeks ago, actually. So it's pretty new to me. And what, what, what is a Scrum Master? I guess in, in the, the world of education, um, it's not a, a term that we would hear that often. What, what does it involve? Yeah, so um, basically, it's, I think the way I would word it is almost like an agile project manager. So with those that are familiar with project management, there's all there's a variety of methodologies. So the most um, I guess the most well known ones being waterfall and agile. So um, agile brought, was brought about because of the challenges with the waterfall approach, and um, agile methodologies such as Scrum was brought about to combat those issues. So such as projects not being finished on time, going over budget, or where quality was compromised. Um, so as a Scrum master, um, I have to look after a team of five individuals. So including a business analyst and three, I believe there's three developers and one tester. And that basically involves delivering solutions to the business so that they can use their applications appropriately and effectively. And I think one of the, the really great things about the Seven Trend programme is that it's a rotation programme, isn't it? So you've done lots of different um, roles within the business already. Indeed, yes, yes. And what are the kind of roles then that you've been able to, to work through so far? Yeah, so when I first started at Seven Trent, I believe that was in 2018. Gosh, that feels like a while ago. Um, yeah, a bit of a different so that, world, wasn't it? Yes, it definitely was. And this was all before COVID anyway, so it was definitely a different world back then. Um, but um, So I started as a project manager working on a room um, booking system project. So it required some enhancements to um, to deal with some of the issues, including where, you know, where people didn't have, where couldn't, people couldn't book rooms because of them being you know, there wasn't much room, there weren't many rooms available, yeah. um, I guess, with the external spending, that kind of thing. Um, so it was aiming to enhance that. And also because we were a major version behind. So because we were a major version behind, the system actually required an upgrade. Um, and I was involved with that upgrade project while receiving mentoring from a more experienced project manager. I guess my second rotation was within cybersecurity. So it was just ensuring that we had licensing agreements in place. Um, when I say licensing agreements with any third parties that were connecting into Seven Trent systems, um, we just needed to make sure that we knew which users were connecting into our systems, how long they'd require that access for, 
I guess, what systems they're accessing, just because, you know, there can be a lot of damage done, you know, if, if third parties do have access to systems that they shouldn't have or have access to systems longer than they should have. My third rotation was a business analyst. Um, so with that role, um, I had to take part in a Power BI implementation. So Power BI is a reporting tool which is now used across seven Trent teams. Um, and it basically allows teams to do self-service reporting and to create visualizations and then present that back to managers as opposed to using Excel, which was a tool that they'd used. And it just it just wasn't effective because of the lack of visualizations. And with, um, I guess, just because it was an, an old, a much older tool compared to Power BI. Um, so with this craze, I guess, with with Office 365 and us moving to the cloud and heading in that sort of strategic direction, Power BI did support that. So I had to implement Power BI, engage with a range of business stakeholders. And I found that's kind of where my confidence did improve. And that's kind of where I started, I guess, the peak of my apprenticeship. Um, and then just before my Scrum Master role, my fourth role was a cloud engineer, which I did for six months. So as I said, with the move to the cloud, that meant that I could um, I could explore, I guess, the, the Azure platform. So on Azure, it's essentially provisioning infrastructure. So you'd have your physical hardware residing in data centers. We wanted to, we wanted to create that all online, obviously, because of the cloud move. So I've been involved in creating infrastructure for, for certain teams, ensuring that they've got the correct specifications for them to run their applications, that pe you know, people have the correct access, that kind of thing. And then my final role as a Scrum Master, as I've said earlier, does involve managing a team who are responsible for upgrading and enhancing applications for the rest of the business to use. And I would say there's a lot more talk in, involved in that role as opposed to pretty much any technical role that I have done. And I think that's where my passion lies. Thank you. I mean, now it's really interesting just listening to you talk because, um, well, firstly, I think we had Microsoft on the, the podcast a little while ago and they'll be very grateful because I think you've mentioned all of their key technologies there. So that was spot on. But <laughs> the, one of the, the things I think the choices that young people have to make is this choice between do I go to university or do I do an apprenticeship and a degree apprenticeship? And what's just struck me is that the, the kind of technologies you're talking about are all incredibly current. So um, why did you choose to go down this route of a degree apprenticeship? I can already begin to pick up on the benefits to it, but was it an easy decision to make? Because when you were going through school, you know, what was the attitude towards apprenticeships or, or university? So I'd say it was easy as in I always, well, I won't say always, do I think when I got to sixth form, I kind of knew that, you know, an apprenticeship was going to be the best route for me. Um, but I think what, what I really, really disliked was in school, it was always, you know, you need to go to university. University is the only option. University is the only successful option. Um, and I felt there wasn't much talk about apprenticeships. There was more talk about completing personal statements, ensuring that, you know, you've completed your personal statements, you've got the right points to be UCAS points to go to university, all of that kind of thing. And I think I just didn't, I just didn't feel supported. And I think university wasn't an option for me because I think the first thing is I've heard stories where people have attended university, which is, in my opinion, is an extortionate price to pay just only to come up with a degree and something that you don't wish to pursue in the future. So I know some people who have gone to university and they've either found through that that actually they don't want to do a job role in that field anymore. Or the second thing being that they've got their degree, they've, they've obviously they've attended university, got their degree, and then in the end they've just thought, well, I can't get a job because I haven't got any, you know, work experience. And it's hard, it's very, very hard to get that at university because 
I know a lot of people have worked in Starbucks or places like that, but that, in my opinion, it doesn't really help you get very far into the field of work that you'd want to get in. Um, so I think from school, it wasn't that much. There was, there were. Don't get me wrong, there were some drop-in sessions, but I don't. I think still more can be done about apprenticeships in schools, more talks, um, just more promotion and more, I guess, support in terms of encouragement from teachers and from mentors to say that you know apprenticeships are actually a really, really great thing to get into. Um, but I think on the other hand, in terms of family, um, first of all, my immediate family were very, very supportive of me choosing the apprenticeship route within technology. Um, and I found, I think, you know, when you have that family support, that does mean a lot to you. And that does actually mean that you've, you're more confident that you're doing the right choice, despite what the schools might say or other people might say. So I think with them, they were very, very supportive. But in terms of the wider family, I think it, and it is common in many Asian families where they think university is the best option to go. And if you don't go to university, you're not going to be success, successful. You're not successful. Um, and I don't know what I don't quite know what the stereotype is, but I think it's just universities seem to be more of the traditional approach that you get to graduate and that you can say that you've ticked a bucket, um, ticked something in your bucket list and said that you've gone to university. Yeah, it's a really interesting one, isn't it? Because actually it, it's 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 a choice that you don't even need to make because I know that you're doing a degree as part of your apprenticeship. So you know, at the end of your program, you'll have both a degree, but you'll also have work experience. Um, and so how, how does how does your degree work? Um, are you able to integrate it with working life? Um, yes. Yeah, so because it's um, so I'm working at um, the university is called BPP. So they offer virtual tra um, training. Um, so you get your 20 percent off the job um, training, but you also get to once you've studied those modules at BPP, you also get to implement them at Seven Trent on the apprenticeship scheme. So on the job. So I think an example of that was where I did um, I did a project management module and I've done a business analyst module at BPP. And through doing those, I've been able to get some knowledge, um, get some academic knowledge, some theoretical knowledge and apply that to my placements where I did project management as one placement. And I also did a business analyst placement a rotation. And I think I mean, BPP is an interesting one, isn't it? Because um, it, it's not a university that you would come across if you were talking to UCAS or if you were kind of talking to a careers advisor. But um, they're one of the biggest training organisations in the world and, and they, they are a degree issuing organisation. So you're able to get highly relevant skills from a company that trains, well, most of the professional service organisations in this country. Um, and, and what fascinates me listening to you is that you're talking about things like Azure and Power BI, which are absolutely what organisations need and are, are dealing with today, as opposed to any sort of historical or overly theoretical framework on, on the world of IT. Yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, you don't get, I don't think you'd always, you wouldn't always get that exposure if you were at university. You know, I think with being, I, I probably sound biased in terms of apprenticeships, but I do really think that apprenticeships allow you to get that exposure to two different tools. Um, and like I say, it, it would probably be quite theoretical, you know, in terms of even an example where even though I am doing a degree course and I am getting support from BPP in terms of my training provider, um, you know, they won't really go into details about the types of tools that you can use, that kind of thing, because it's not a real world sort of business um, environment. Yeah. Whereas I think if you're immersed in that environment because of your apprenticeship, then that that just makes it so much better. And it actually allows you to gain an understanding of some of the tools and some of the big market players, I guess, such as Microsoft. And that must make you fundamentally a lot more employable than somebody who hasn't got that real world hands on experience. 
Definitely. I mean, I would say so in my opinion, because even though the seven trend scheme, the way they word it is, you know, you're not guaranteed a job at the end of the scheme. But the way I see it is if they've invested in you for four years or however long your apprenticeship scheme is, you know, they would want to keep you on and they do see some potential and some skills, especially with young and new talent. Um, so hopefully I will be guaranteed a role at the end of the scheme. Um, I think that's another benefit that apprenticeships have as opposed to university, because as I mentioned earlier with university, first of all, it's you do pay a lot of money to actually attend university. Um, and the job roles that you'd be getting into are typically like Starbucks or H&M and places like that where, you know, it's as great as it is to get customer service and retail experience. It's not necessarily experience that's related to your, you know, your chosen field of study. Whereas with an apprenticeship, you've got the best of both worlds there, where first of all, you escape the university debt. Um, and second, I guess you get to see what you like and what you don't like. So in terms of my rotations, for example, I knew there was one placement in particular that I just didn't like because I felt there was a lot of admin involved. Whereas yeah. with the role I've got now as a scrum master, for example, I'm enjoying that a lot, a lot more. And I do feel I do feel like there was there was a lot of responsibility there for me, which which is what I want. I don't feel I'm just treated as an apprentice. And one of the other things I think that often gets into the debate around university um, or apprenticeship is kind of the, 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 the other part of university life is the experience, is the, the socialising. What's yeah. that like for you? Do you feel like you're missing out there at all? Um, I think, you know, some of those sort of skills in terms of, I know, first of all, it's probably housework, that kind of thing that the people don't like to do. Um, but I think that kind of thing, even though I'm still living at home, I think, you know, I have kind of I have picked that up anyway. It's just one of those basic life skills that you know you just need to pick up. But I think in terms of the social aspect, um, I know people might say, oh, you're missing out on all of that. But, you know, I think in terms of um, we have work socials, you know, within the work, well, outside of the workplace. So we have local pubs and that kind of thing. So, you know, there will be Christmas parties and things that you can attend. And they are, yeah, they might not be with younger folk. But I think, in my opinion, because they are with people who are a lot more, a lot older and probably somewhat more mature as in they've been in the workplace for longer it does give you a bit more sense of security but at the same time to, I guess for me because I'm quite ambitious I think it's great to know that I'm surrounded by people who've got the same sort of ambitions as me as opposed to just going out and drinking of course I'm not, I'm not of course I'm not implying that anybody who goes to university is Obviously going out no. just to drink but um you know that's that's the typical sort of stereotype there yeah. really I think what I'm trying to say is you will still get that social aspect with you know, with work do such as Christmas parties or work celebratory events, um, as you would with university. So let's think then kind of back to the, the application process, because I think one of the challenges around degree apprentices particularly is that they are highly competitive to get into. Very um, competitive. And, and fortunately, every single degree apprenticeship has its own application route. So did you always know you wanted to work for Seven Trends or were you looking at other organisations as well? Um, so I was looking at other organisations. Um, to be honest with you, I think I wasn't expecting a degree apprenticeship necessarily. I think I think my thoughts were that, you, you know, as long as you're doing an apprenticeship, you're getting on the job experience and you can pretty much get into any job role after that. But um, when I was looking online, I initially started with the level four apprenticeships um, yeah. and I was looking at other companies. Um, but I think I did, I did, I did get rejected from some companies. Um, but I think I kind of wanted a business that was more for, I guess, for needs and that was a necessity rather than for want. So there were some companies for which I applied for that were that were less, that were more for wants and they were just more, you know, in terms of products or manufacturing processes, electrical, yeah. that kind of thing. Um, 
and as good as they are i think i kind of i kind of wanted to get into the utility sector because i knew there were you know it was an organization that was like i say for needs you know everybody needs water for you know if even if it's from making a cup of tea to actually you know just actually drinking your water to having a shower in the morning that kind of thing and i thought you know seven trent's got to be the right place for me fingers crossed i'll get this apprenticeship um I wouldn't say I didn't put effort into any other apprenticeship because I would have been grateful to get any apprenticeship at the time. But um, I think I did feel more passionate towards this one. And I was really hoping I'd get this apprenticeship as opposed to any other one. So I think the big, the first advantage being it was a business for needs and not necessarily for wants. Um, I think that was the big thing that drove me towards Seven Trent. I think the second thing, knowing it was a degree apprenticeship um, and just the things I've heard from other people. So... Other people who've worked at Seven Trent have said to me that, you know, Seven Trent's a really good place to work for. They've got these apprenticeships. Um, and I think I think that's why I really that's really why I wanted to go for Seven Trent as opposed to any other company. I know when I got this apprenticeship, I just rejected any other company I had afterwards. So. So, yeah. Well, there we go. I'm sure they'll be very pleased to hear that one. But tell us a little bit about the application process, because, again, unlike UCAS, it's not just about filling in a, filling in a form, is it? There, there's a lot more to it normally when it gets into recruitment. Yeah, you're testing me here because it's been a while since I've done it. But um, I think what we had to do was obviously you'd have the stage where you just, well, you do the application, you go on the website and um, I think it said something like, um, you know, why are you passionate to work for Seven Trent? Um, I think it was just, I really can't remember, but I think it was just questions like that. Um, and then if you were successful within that, I, if Seven Trent thought you'd be an ideal candidate, you'd be taken to the next stage, which was like the aptitude test. So some of it would be numerical reasoning tests. Um, some of it would be basic literacy tests. Um, yep. One of the ones I found pretty interesting, actually, was regarding um, it actually had like, it was almost like scenarios. So, you know, if you were doing this at Seven Trent, what, or if, you know, if you're in this situation at Seven Trent, what would be the best option? Rank them from one to five, one being the, the option that you most likely choose. Um, and they are quite subjective, but, at the same time, you do need to use a bit of logic and a bit of common sense to say that, you know, there are certain things you just wouldn't do, i.e. you wouldn't just shout at your manager, you know, something had gone wrong, for example. I, hear that. Yeah. I find those, yeah, I find those really, really interesting. I think it's really, it, and I think, again, that's, you know, with university, you don't always pick up that kind of stuff. With an apprenticeship, you get to pick up how to interact with people, that kind of thing. Um, so it got to that stage. Um, and then if you'd passed that, if you'd passed all those tests, then it'd get to a stage where you had to do, I think it might have just gone straight to interview, actually. Um, so you'd go to one of Seven Trent's locations um, and you do your, you'd have your interview, but you'd also have, it was an assessment centre day, so you were up against other potential, other candidates. Um, and I remember the scenario I had was um, basically a, um, there was a leak or, you know, the water supply had been shut off, um, which business would be the most important. So... In my mind, I thought, well, the hospitals would definitely be important because, you know, the dialysis and other health conditions that people have, um, you know, you're definitely going to need to make sure the water supply is going there. Whereas with schools, even though you don't, you do need water supply and heating, all of that kind of stuff. But, you know, it it is safer for just to send kids home. So it was just using your common sense a little bit. And I think the tip I have for those sort of assessments is you'd want to show leadership skills, as in you'd want to show that, You've, you can bring ideas to the table, but at the same time, you don't want to show that you're just going to walk all over people. So I think the biggest tip I have there is, like I say, just to show that you're interested, that you'd like to take the lead, 
but at the same time ask what other people's views are and don't be afraid of a debate so if there's something that somebody says and you don't if you disagree with it have that debate but obviously have that in a calm and professional manner um i remember after that we had to design an app um when i say design an app it was literally on a piece of paper um we had to design the gui so the graphical user interface of the app um draw where we put the buttons what pictures we put on there that kind of thing um and then after that it'd be the interview stage um and i had to do a presentation and it was about me <laughs> so quite a good topic i guess if it's about <laughs> yourself it's easier to talk about um so it had to be about yourself and like your strengths um and i remember i did an acronym um cares so basically it was about me saying that i'm computer literate for the c i'm ambitious for the a reliable for the i know it sounds a bit cringy yeah, yeah, now but, but but you know, it was really, really good at the time, and I think they recognised that I did. I did take it really seriously, and you know, I did really want to get through into this apprenticeship. Um, and the next, I think it was pretty much the next day after that interview, um, I found out I'd got the apprenticeship, and I was so so happy <laughs> because it was the first one, obviously, I'd got through. It's great hearing you kind of set up that that process. I think the um, the, the things that I would recognise from other companies is is very much this this idea that actually you're applying genuinely to this company to work for them. It, it's not the same as filling in a generic form to go off to five universities. This is, I want to work for you because, and again, that testing and the assessment process of why is it, would you be useful at making decisions, but also the way you bring creativity into it as well. It sounds like a pretty rigorous process. You haven't been involved or invited to assess other candidates on the way in then since you, you joined Seven Trent. Um, so I, I believe I would have, but COVID has, has kind of stopped that right. now because obviously we can't do the assessment centres in person. It's all virtualised now. And to be honest with you, I couldn't tell you much about that process um, because I've, I've not been involved in it. But I would definitely look forward to interviewing other you know, potential candidates in the future if that op opportunity arose again. Yeah. So give us a bit more of a picture then about Seven Trent itself. I mean, it's um, I introduced it as, as obviously being focused on these two fantastic rivers. Uh, but whereabouts are the locations? Where where could you, you end up working then as part of the Seven Trends organisation? Yeah, so I guess it depends on, you know, the job role itself. Um, the headquarters of STC, Seven Trends Centre, is based in Coventry anyway, um, because I'm, I'm based in Coventry, so it literally takes me about 10 minutes to drive there, unless, you know, unless there's obviously traffic on the ring road, which I'm sure everybody in Coventry yeah. is familiar of. Um, but, um, yeah, but yeah, it takes me about 10 minutes to get there. But we do have a variety of locations across across England. Um, and obviously we have our Welsh business, Hathrun Dufferdwy, or HD for short. Um, so I think pretty much everywhere. So within the Warwickshire regions and the Leicestershire regions and Derbyshire regions as well. Um, but it purely depends on the type of job role. Um, but, but typically most office-based staff will be based in Coventry um, at STC. But if, you, if you're a field worker, um, You'll, you'll be based across different Seven Trent locations. Um, there is a site called Minworth that people will be familiar with. Um, it's a waste treatment site. Um, it's, uh, oh, it, it's advisable not to go there in the summer because it smells really, really bad. But, um, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, if you're working in wastewater, then that's one of the locations you might be at. Um, there's also another waste treatment site, which is in Finham, so that's in Coventry. And it purely depends on, I, I think Seven Trent do go by pretty much where you live. So they want to make sure it's as close to where you live as possible but at the same time obviously it depends on your job role you know if you're out on the field then you will you, you're not going to be based at STC for example because that's a that's you know headquarters and that's an office location um but typically I've, I've always been based at, at Seven Trent Centre in Coventry because of the nature of my of my job roles 
And, and as you say, I mean, we're all going to have the need for, for water, aren't we, for the, for the future. So an interesting sector to be part of. And, and if, if it's not Seven Trend, there are other companies across the, the country with similar roles as well, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. Um, I would say that I think anything in utilities would, would have appealed to me anyway. But I think in terms of, I think, I still think water is more essential, purely. I, I don't know if I'm just being quite biased, but I think Seven Trend overall is the better um I would recommend Seven Trent Apprenticeships because I think the, the thing that I found shocking actually when applying for the Seven Trent Apprenticeship was I just assumed it's just going to be water and waste, that kind of thing. Um, I didn't think it was going to be as big as it was, to be honest with you. But then in terms of having IT apprenticeships, there was even a finance apprenticeship. Um, I know they've got new ones like marketing, project management, all these other kinds. I just I just didn't associate Seven Trent with it initially. Um, but it's, I think it's just really amazing to see what goes on behind the scenes in terms of, you know, you think Seven Trent, the first thing we provide is water. But we don't just provide water. We actually treat wastewater. We have to treat clean water, um, obviously fix the leaks, that kind of thing. Um, but then also there's the IT that goes on in the background to support our infrastructure, um, to support. Our, so we have systems that um, measure our reservoir water levels, that kind of thing. Um, also to measure the amount of chlorine or the amount of chemicals that are within water. And then, of course, there's our IT infrastructure, which actually allows our staff to work in the offices. So I think it's amazing to see that even though Fine Seven Trent's a water company, we are a lot more diverse than that. And I think, you know, that, that theme you just brought out there is a common one, isn't it? That in, increasingly all companies are reliant on, on IT and on technology to enable um, every single function within a business. Yeah, so in this day and age, it's, you know, technology back in the day used to be one, when it first sort of emerged, used to be one of those things where companies who had technology, it, it would be a competitive advantage that over other, you know, other competitors that, you know, we've got technology, we've got a network set up and we've got this advantage over you because we're not doing things on paper anymore, for example. But now it's come to a point where we're in this day and age, everything's pretty much virtualized and technology is more of a, I guess, a well, it's, it's a utility within itself, really. So, you know, everybody is reliant on Wi-Fi, is reliant on, you know, technology to actually get tasks done, to get tasks completed. Totally. So um, last few minutes, give, give us a very quick overview about the culture of, of Seven Trent. What's it really like to, to work there? I think it's it's been amazing to work there. I think, um, you know, a lot of people have been really, really supportive. And like I've said earlier, I don't think people actually look at you and say, oh, you're just an apprentice. I think even though it's a level one role and you are in a, you know, on the apprenticeship scheme, you are in a development role. I don't feel I'm treated like I'm in a development role. You're treated like an equal, like everybody else. Um, I think with the culture that we have with, especially with our CEO, Liv Garfield, I think she's great and she's brought a lot of enthusiasm to Seven Trent. And, you know, I think, I think it's great to have people like that who are quite open, who are quite jolly. Um, who you know you can have a bit of a laugh with in the office really and I think you know like I said like we said about the university um, social life I think you know I have made a lot of good friends actually from people at Seven Trent um, so even though it would predominantly be work related topics in the office the fact that we can go outside of the office and have a have a talk about pretty much anything we like and have you know celebration drinks or anything like that is, is pretty pretty good so um, I'd say that's one of the things I really like about Seven Trent's culture I also like the fact that we've rebranded our new our behaviours. So we have our Seven Trent core values. Um, and one of them, I think that stands out to me, is um, embracing curiosity. And I think that's because on the apprenticeship scheme, I feel 
you are entitled, I guess, to ask loads of questions. And for me, because I'm not, I'm not painting myself to be any sort of expert in, even in Scrum Mastery at the moment, but I think the fact that you are empowered to show, to demonstrate curiosity and to ask questions, and I guess having that open culture there, it just makes everybody feel a lot more comfortable. It makes me feel a lot more comfortable to ask for support. They're not feeling like I'm asking stupid questions or anything like that. But I think the fact we've so we've got embracing curiosity, showing care, um, taking pride. I can't remember the last value now, but um, there's so there's there's only four values anyway. But I think the fact that we can demonstrate all of those values, um, it is it is really really good. And like I say, it makes it makes people feel empowered to make decisions without feeling fear of you know thinking that they're stupid or or anything like that. Yeah, and I think that's the real test, isn't it? When when values are written down, that's one thing, but the fact that you can recognise them, talk about them and relate to them in the workplace is what really makes a difference. Yeah, definitely. And I remember the fourth value, which was showing courage. Um, so well I think, you know, with, with courage, it's, again, it's just having those open and honest conversations. I think what's really, really important with Seven Trent is, given we are, we work within the water industry, I think what's really, really important is health and safety. So we do take health and safety very, very seriously. So one of the things is ensuring that, we challenge people where where we feel that health and safety is being compromised. So the fact that at Seven Trent, one of the things I had to get used to was ensuring that we didn't put coats on the back of our chairs or bags on the floor. And that's because they are tripping hazards. And, you know, a lot of people can have accidents like that and it causes lost time incidents. So I think the fact that we take health and safety very, very seriously. And I know I laughed at it when I first started Seven Trent. I'm not going to lie. But um, I think afterwards, just getting used to the culture of health and safety and how you know employees are really well looked after i think that was i think that was great and having those conversations to say to people that you know you shouldn't have your coat on the back of your chair just in in the interest of keeping the other person safe has been has been useful and it's fascinating to see the way in which symbols like that become so important don't they in establishing that health and safety is not just something we we kind of we, we we don't take seriously it runs across every single part of the business particularly when involved in something as important as utilities Definitely. I mean, because I think a lot of people with Seven Trent would just assume, it, oh, health and safety applies to when you're working out on the fields or when you're working in sewage treatment work. So there will be things like obviously making sure you wear your PPE, so your protective um, equipment, um, protective personal equipment. But um, I think I think with that is people don't realise there's actually a lot of hazards that can that can occur in the office. So like I've said, slips, trips and falls in terms of people having their bags on the floor or coats behind their chairs. Um, but there's also little things about hot water, you know, when you're making a hot drink in the office, making sure you're not running with that. And it's just it's just great that we've got that culture there that, you know, you are empowered to challenge people if they are breaking the rules, as it were. But um, at the same time that we're doing our best to make sure we're keeping everybody safe. And I think that's very, very important, especially during the pandemic. Jazz, thank you very much. Lee. It's been a really interesting conversation to find out both about your route into Seven Trent and the amazing opportunities, but also a bit about the organisation as well. Thanks very much indeed for your time today. No worries, David. Thank you for your time too. Fine. Well, thank you. Thank you to everybody else though for joining and listening to this talent talk. So next time we're going to be thinking about a huge brand that virtually everyone will know and I think most of us will have used at some point. But to keep an organisation like Vodafone going, it requires a huge range of skills across many disciplines. So join me when we meet the team that are responsible for shaping the future of the Vodafone team. Thank you very much for joining us and I look forward to seeing you next time round.